You're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, sponsored by StashMyComics.com and our local comic book shop in Roanoke, Virginia, BNDComics.com. And now, here's your hosts, Matt Barrett and Neil Rittman. You're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, episode 22. I'm Matt Barrett. With me on the other end of the skype phone is... Neil Rickman. Neil Rickman. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say it. You're waiting then I realized, for my... Oh, you're waiting for me to say it. It's yes. Neil Rickman. It's Nobody. you. I was given a thousand-yard stare, too. <laughs> it was a very was dramatic very, very Uncle Rico. <laughs> like, huh? And we're here to talk about what we talk about every week. If you're, if you're looking for a podcast about apes and gorillas, this isn't it. Sorry. This is Ape for Comics. I'll talk about Apes and Gorillas. Okay. Maybe not now. And not stand-up <laughs> comics either. We're talking about the, the, the books that you read. Do you remember reading? Hey, Some days. Hey, you kids remember reading. That's what we do. And every week we talk about them. As you, if you've listened to last week's episode, you will know that Neil and I attended a con that was the... Um, the NC Comic Con, which was in Raleigh, actually it was in Durham, North Carolina. That place. Yes, and it was pretty <laughs> awesome. It was crazy, yeah. Convention center attached to a theater. It's weird. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. That'll be kind of our special feature slash uh, whatever rolled up into one. But first, we will touch on a couple of news topics. <laughs> And yes, with that, yes <laughs> let's t- let's talk about. Well, let's end on a good note. So first of all, let's talk about anything negative here. Negative. How about how about this? The new Marvel now, new the new now. Um, we got Wolverine starting over again. H- how do you yeah, feel about this? Yeah, and I, I finally saw what you had. Uh, you and Chris uh, Lopez had talked to me about uh, the the all-new X-Men's uniforms that are lining right up with the one Wolverine has on for this all-new now mm-hmm. relaunch that's coming down for Wolverine. And uh, he does. He looks like Constrictor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. It's They're very Power Rangers to me because they were all different colors. That's what everybody's comparing them to, yeah. Everybody's like, that, Power Rangers, yeah, it's, Voltron. It's, uh, you it's know. Very, and I don't know that I hate that. I'm mm-hmm. just not sure why. But okay, I don't <laughs> like like I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just is that, I guess. Yeah, they're really going away from the we're wearing tights thing to we're wearing you know uh, athletic gear that is that makes sense for doing action. And while I can appreciate that, we're we're losing a lot of the identity of these people, and they're all starting to look kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, when you, it's the same uniform with just a different shade. Yeah, I could see that. That's, yeah, eh, it's weird. It's a little lazy, I guess. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the artist's fault or just, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know, as overworked as a lot of these artists are, I don't, like, I kind of feel bad calling them out on that because I know it, from what I've, you know, talked to some, at least some artists on, it's, it's a pretty big grind when they start working on these multiple books. Yeah. But, 
should we be making that excuse for them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think history has shown that, you know, obviously they tinker with costumes. If you look at any anybody's history, you'll notice changes here and there. But it seems more often than not, the changes that they make that are drastic uh, just wind up upsetting people, and then they wind up changing them back uh, anyways. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. You know what? We we had a little talk on the road. We had we had some good road talks. Yeah. And uh, I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be new Neil on this. <laughs> I'm not gonna defend something for the you know trying to defend something just because everybody else is is not as being mean to it. Right. Um. I don't like it either. I, you know, <laughs> I and I totally get I get the whole let's start over at number one again and again and again because even I am tempted at times to be like oh well since they're starting it over again I'll start over again but what I know now in my head is that hey even though they're starting this over it's not going to last more than 12 issues so if I really want to read it I'll just pick it up and trade you know there's there's no longevity to any of these books anymore and it's becoming frustrating um, I, I was particularly upset when they ended Fantastic Four, when they did and started it over, and if, if you were to tell me that they were just going to go ahead and do it again, I would have been even more upset. I never would have picked it up to begin with. Yeah, that's a that's a real heartbreaker. From where uh, Hickman left off, and then Fraction picked up, and uh, the the sad part was is Fantastic Four has for as classic a book and as a cornerstone book of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. That book has struggled to find its footing for so long, and it has had some people really hit some good notes on it, and then it's just – it's been in the most turbulence if you look at all the the big names. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they had the momentum from Hickman. They could have really have planted their foot and not put it in with all this new now, and I think they, they could have really had a, a run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Fraction was the right – feel to hit after Hickman. I don't mm-hmm. know who I would have said to put on it. But definitely not keep renumbering it as well. Maybe that was also part of the problem is they maybe gave Matt Fraction like ultimatums for it being a new number one. Yeah. You know, for new readers. And that that's just it hurts so much momentum. I mean it's and it wasn't too long ago that I mean folks the trades are out there for Hickman and it wouldn't have took him too too awful much to go back and kind of caught that momentum it's just like you're saying it's a little bit too much too soon on these relaunches yeah i'm not a fan of them anyways but sometimes i do like for things like x-men that are so dramatic and they have so many plot threads going on at the same time i almost understand doing it more frequently for them mm-hmm. um i could see that perspective but it's eh, it's way too frequent um I think that certain people do really good job with catch-up issues to where maybe they don't need to do that at all. Um, you know, because I don't know if you've ever watched a TV show, like a series, it's been going on for a while. What they'll do is like kind of the catch-up episode where you as a viewer of that's been on a show will be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, I can kind of zone out this episode. It's the, to bring you know, new viewers up to speed. Mm-hmm. But that was it. There was one episode. Like, if we could just have one book come in, yeah. Like, I could, 
and it doesn't and maybe not even break up the flow of the series maybe have a, a book that's put out that you know the the current readers don't have to get into but if like someone's wondering about it there it is well maybe maybe you've got a point in terms of television maybe we should stop calling these uh reboots and just be like you know this is season one and this is season two and you know let's let's do it like they're seasons well, that, you can't even really do that with uh, with these relaunches. Some of them, though, it really depends. Some yeah. of them, perhaps, but like they really, the whole feel of these books are shifting with each of these changes. True. Yeah. And so, like, it wouldn't be something like where you were watching X Files, uh, where it was the same feel. You were going to the next season. Right. I, it would be like, well, now it's like a hipster feel. Yes. <laughs> so, so now, now we're just we've got that going. I don't know. It, well, we've got two of two of the books we're reading independently crisscrossing, and that would be Uncanny X Force, and just the uh, Cable and the X Force. Uh, we touched upon this just a little bit, but I don't I don't know if I got a concrete answer out of you. Are you going to be picking that up when when they join and merge into one book? I am I am struggling with that because one part of me thinks, okay, well this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna have a crossover, and then after this is over, there's gonna be one book put out. Yeah, which is kind of like that's neat. Yeah. But I just came out of uh, Children of the Atom. I'm hanging on for in- Infinity, and I've got some problems. I've been thinking <clears throat> about Infinity, and I, you know, no matter how well it's been pulled off, I've got some issues with how some things have been going on in there that mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind talking about. <clears throat> okay. Um, but. Why is it so negative all of a sudden? Why would, <laughs> We're going to end just, positively. I, we we are. Folks, we need some feedback. Are we being too negative? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, that being said, I am very much looking forward to some of the new now, like Silver Surfer. That hasn't oh, yeah. been out in a while. And then, like, uh, She-Hulk, bringing back green She-Hulk. I've been wanting that. Okay. But but I get what you're saying with some of the stuff that's been relaunched a few times within a short span that's a part of this ride. Yeah. Especially, yeah, Fantastic Four is a huge – uh, they, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> How about let's get, let's move on to a different subject, uh, a little more positive. I am pleasantly surprised by the RoboCop trailer that came out. I, you're not. <laughs> that I that movie is going to be one of those that I don't care what they show me in trailers. I am going to have to see, and just make my judgment then. I can have no preconception uh, one way or the other. I cannot – if I can somehow shut my mind out of trying to compare it to an old movie that was way over the top and campy even then, yeah. but we loved it for that, right. that's going to be my big problem there, I think. I, I think they've done enough. It seems to me that they've done enough to overcome that. Just um, – you know the outfits different. You've got um, you know you've got Michael Keaton in there. Some interesting actors that you haven't seen in a while to sort of freshen it up. You know, and as long as they aren't really trying to tell the same story, but are just trying to tell, hey, here's a guy that becomes part robot and he's a police officer. You know, I'm okay with that. And I th- I think we have a big advantage of of uh, you know with the uh, CGI stuff. We have a big advantage in, in action. And we're gonna see some some crazy stuff. It's definitely, but that's it's that's the thing. It's definitely gonna gonna be breaking. Like you know, it's gonna have all of this. It's gonna have a budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
that's awesome and i love the lead i love the guy playing robocop if you haven't watched the killing uh amc show the the guy is amazing in that show mm-hmm. and which you know i'm like great they've got this great actor um it seems to be a great cast that's surrounding him uh you know i love samuel L. jackson i love michael keaton uh you know so i'm happy for all that it's just it's one of those things like well the old one everybody that's coming in that had a love or the old one you know the first thing i think of when i think of detroit is robocop and that's maybe sad <laughs> to, but i'm like oh detroit robocop <laughs> so i mean that's that's how ingrained it was in me i had the little figure that was like the punisher figure from toy biz mm-hmm. that you could open the back of robocop and put in little caps oh, so it yeah. made like gun sounds right like i i, I was pretty into it as a kid so yeah. I, that's I'm gonna have some disconnect problems. Like I don't know I'll be able to if I'll be able to disconnect from from one or the other. Okay, so. that's fair. Well, ending out on a super positive note, uh, there was a story, and for those of you who haven't heard, uh, there was a little boy in San Francisco, and I, I you'll forgive me, I don't remember what exactly he was sick from, but uh, he the Make a Wish Foundation set up a, a really awesome thing for this kid and it was basically hundreds of people in the city of san francisco letting this kid be batman for a day am i am i right wrong no that's correct that was that's it, it was okay. insane yeah he wanted to be batman and so they set up you know all these like people that were captured that he had to release and i think a, a bank was being robbed <laughs> he, and he had to fight the riddler and the penguin yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was thinking, well, why didn't they get like a Joker? And I'm thinking maybe that was way too scary because, you know, a maniac scary. clown for a child. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So, but really awesome, was, and that you know that makes me think they might need sort of. I mean, they've started something here. I think you're going to get more kids with this wish. They might need to have like a whole separate, you know, thing with Make a Wish Foundation and DC and Marvel and some of the independents coming together and. You know, letting these these kids live out these dreams. I think that'd be awesome. I'm excited for uh, you know when when there's a kid that, and I I know there's gonna be one. Maybe there shouldn't be a kid out there that appreciates Hellboy. But, but <laughs> there was actually. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was like a kid dressed up as him. And I'm wondering, you know, at some point if they're gonna transform a city into like hell or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But there, um, there was that kid that um that wanted. To meet Hellboy, remember? And uh, and uh, forgive me, the actor's name was it Ron Perlman? Yes, sir. He, do you remember this? He actually got I with the I, makeup artist. I do. Yeah, and yeah, he, and he showed up. Oh, yeah. I remember it now. It's ringing a bell. I think yeah. we actually talked about it. He showed up all decked out as Hellboy. So yeah, there's there's kids out there. Now, if you get a kid that really likes Secret Six, that's going to be a little bit harder to pull off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they should endorse the kid liking that. <laughs> I mean, there are levels. Yeah. That's probably not appropriate for a kid to like. But, you know, depends what age we're talking about here, too. Oof. But, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers and shout-outs and positive feelings, all that stuff to um, that young man and his family. Uh, You know, I hope hope that wish came true for him. I I think it's beautiful. It uh, it brought some tears to some people I know. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it, It touched me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was happy with it. Yep. So I, 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 mean, <laughs> I was happy with it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, 
it's like uh, one of my friends said. It's just one of those things that really restores your faith in humanity. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the special feature. All right. We're going to talk about the North Carolina Comic Con because we were there and we met a bunch of cool people. Including Gail Simone. Awesome. Lover. What did you think about meeting Gail? She was a nice nice lady, as I expected. It was definitely one of those instances where uh, I maybe froze up a bit. Yeah. And talked to her. I brought all these books, and uh, I, I didn't have the heart to have her sign all those books. She right. was so – I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to – I mean, I didn't buy – it was like ten books I had, I think. It wasn't like I was bringing a box or anything, but still yeah. I had her sign two of them because – you you demonstrated uh, proper con etiquette, I think. <laughs> you only had a few, and I had her like, sign yeah. Red Sonia number one. That was it. But that was I, it. Yeah, I got to chat with her. Luckily for you and me, there wasn't like super long lines. I don't know if that's a a good thing or a bad thing for the future of this con, but it was a little one. But man, you didn't have to wait more than five ten minutes to talk to anybody. And I'm wondering if that's a good thing or not. I'm not yeah. sure um, how well maybe some of the artists did there. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, you know, they had fantastic people this time, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if they're going to be able to draw them back. I hope they did well as far as, uh, you know, selling some prints and making it worth their time as yeah. far as that goes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, as far as uh, Gail Simone, I was, I was really impressed. Her husband was super sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was there wearing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 shirt, nonetheless. Yeah. So I was like, wow, she's she's an awesome woman and. And she likes our people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you never so. know what to, to expect. It. You, you get some that just seem a little more business-like and standoffish and and generally are trying to act like they want to be there, but maybe not so much. But you get some like Gail and some of the other ones that we've met that they truly appreciate you coming by and stopping by and, and just chatting with them and telling them how – I mean, psh, I would love for somebody to – uh, come to a table where I was sitting and say, "Hey, I love everything you do, and and what you did here changed my life, and and blah blah blah." Oh yeah, I, I definitely told her. I thought uh, the Batgirl issue I'd brought her to sign, and I'm I'm looking at the number here a second, but it was it was one of the the best issues. It might have been the best issue, single issue of a comic I've ever <clears> read. <throat> so we're gonna have uh, to do that for a comic swap then. Yeah, it was uh, issue 22, and I keep wanting to say okay. 21 because that's the drinking age, which I don't drink, so that's weird, hey, but it's twenty issue 22. We're on episode 22. That's bizarre. That That's phenomenal. Get right out of town. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> don't but, really. But, you know, I, I, I wasn't just gushing or trying to win her over with that. That's honest. I That issue, and Batgirl... Still such a solid book. I just – it's weird because the, you know that zero year they're doing right now at DC? Yeah. She's not – she didn't write that issue for Batgirl. It was still a phenomenal issue. Hmm. Uh, it was a lady uh, on it, and I'll get her name right here because I've got it in front of me. But it was actually another lady named uh, Margaret Bennett. Mm-hmm. So uh, good issue. I'm hoping that doesn't mean Gail's off after all of – you know the fan outpouring to keep her on, but yeah, she's 
she's a lot busier than she was earlier on. I, I think the movement, though, is going to be ending. Did you hear rumblings of that? I didn't. I did not. I could be I could be misspeaking, but I thought I heard that book was on the list. Um, but she's you know she's got Batgirl it seems locked in. She's doing her Red Sonia stuff, basically, um, kind of like two titles over there. And um, she's going to be doing Tomb Raider. It's coming out from Dark Horse. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm on for that one. I wasn't on for the movement, however. I just didn't. Yeah. That didn't grab me either. enough. I don't think, but. And I think that had more to do with DC than Gale necessarily. I was I was still just kind of perturbed at these books that they continually just throw at the wall. I felt like if she's writing the movement, which is completely obscure, why isn't she writing Secret Six? Right. It was more I, of that, I think. It feels – and I, and from what we – we talked to Mr. Uh, California, Joe, mm -hmm. down at uh, Heroes, mm -hmm. Heroes Con – and he seemed, you know, he said that he and Gail wanted to keep doing Secret Six. So it has yeah. to be DC knowing, or maybe they're just bitter at the, the Secret Six fans for probably telling them off. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll never ever, they're like, we're not doing that. Yeah, there's some things they, they, they do that with just for the sake of sticking it to the fans. Oh, well. Yeah. That's fine. So, I've, I vote with my dollars and... I don't have a whole lot of DC titles on my list, so I'm voting. I got, I've got two right now, and that is uh, Green Arrow by Jeff Lemire. As long as he's doing it, I'll be reading it. Mm -hmm. um, I warmed back up to that, and I haven't been disappointed yet. And then Batgirl. Those are my two. Hmm. I'm still so. keeping a lookout, and I still, I'm, I've got Harley Quinn that I think comes out in December, and I think I put Justice League 3000 on my list. Oh well, my dude, yeah, I've got that on my list. I'll I'll be interested in that. Uh, met uh, Kevin McGuire down yep, there at you Con. Met Kevin McGuire, good. I'm I'm glad you're going back on topic because I was just about to steer us over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't ask him about the hubbub when they uh, essentially pushed him off of uh, Justice League 3000 because mm -hmm. uh, I thought that would have you know been in poor taste. Yeah. But um, I did talk to him. I did tell him that he does. He does expressions better than anyone in comics or maybe anyone in the art scene that I know of. Hmm. Um, just, you know, he was very pleasant to talk to. He talked up the young lady in front of me. He talked with me, was, you know, just very, you know, he was almost thirsty for just more more talk. Not right. that he didn't have people there at his table, but sure. he just really was fan uh, friendly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, which was good to, I wasn't sure what I was going to get because. Some of the guys that have been through the ringer uh, with companies, they're not maybe, you know, they're a little disgruntled. You know, yeah. they're not as happy. But he he was just nice a nice guy, a nice gentleman. He was right beside Dan Jurgens. Uh, and I didn't get to talk to him. I just was kind of overwhelmed at certain points of the show. I was venturing around. We, but he you? was there, and, and he seemed very cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to talk to him either. I, I did talk to Phil Noto, uh, who signed – probably my favorite issue of uncanny x-force which was the last issue um and i was very complimentary to him on on his work in that series and, and he agreed that he loved uh doing that book with remender kind of wished it i think i'm sure he probably wished that one had gone on longer much like secret six uh who else oh we met 
almost all the Valiant guys, <laughs> it seemed like. Um, so There's Kerry Nord from Exo Man of War got him to sign a trade. They seem they don't they seem like kind of the uh, the real partiers of yeah. the group. They seemed like and, the fun group over at the con. Not that and nobody else was fun, but they were like a fun, cohesive unit. They were all kind of together, all interacting. And that, it seems like I know Ultimate Comics in Durham. They they're big on like if you go into the store. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a whole rack of Valiant, and I think there's something, yeah. you know, they support them very much there, mm-hmm. and which is awesome. I mean, like I told, uh, is it the CEO? I told him, you know, there hasn't been a book I've, I've picked up and not liked. Yeah, you know, from their new stable that they're pushing, or not new stable, but they're re, you know, now that Valiant's back. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't really been disappointed in anything. I think it's only it's a matter of time for them, and and I hope it catches on. You know, I, I looked at some numbers a couple months ago, and I was trying to see where Valiant was, and, you know, I was disappointed that they weren't, you know, number three yet, but, you know, that's a that's a tough spot um, to get into, but they were definitely um, charting some things. They were, they were in the mix pretty quickly with some of the other independents, so I think it's only a matter of time before I think they're neck and neck with Image, I would guess. All right. Well, how are the standings? Like, how are the standings in that? I haven't looked at that. I, I can't remember the last one I read. You know, of course it I was... I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, I'd have to look it up. You know, of course it was, you know, Marvel and DC kind of interchange at times, and then and then you typically have Image, and then, you know, I want to say, you know, Dark Horse and, and uh, maybe Dynamite. That was the thing. Like that, I was down. thinking uh, Dark Horse and Image were probably right after the yeah, big two. I think they are, but... You know, like I said, Valiant's not far, and for just coming back into the game, the the quality that they're putting out, it's only a matter of time. I hope I hope everybody notices. I do too. Um, before I forget, I'm gonna mention. All right, all right, well, let's do this. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask you first, and you know, let you think about. Okay. Who were you most impressed with at this con that you had wanted to go see, uh, or or just who that you met? It doesn't have to be someone you'd even planned on meeting. Right. Um, I, I would say there would be a tie between two people. I was I was really impressed with that guy. Um, that you guys um bought a couple things from. Um, the guy that did the Adventure Time print. Oh, Joe. Uh, Joe. D- ah, last name is. I'm actually uh following him on Facebook now. Okay. So, so I'm gonna find look that, that up. But the other person I'll mention is uh, James Asmus. I um uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, doing the Quantum and Woody series, he was just a super fun guy, and he agreed with me that um, you know, fun is is something that is missing from comics in terms of these titles. And I I told him how much fun I had reading Quantum and Woody, and um, he he came off as a really charismatic guy, and it shows you know in his writing. And um, he was super friendly, super laid back, and he's the type of guy you you really felt like. You could have been like, "Hey, let's go get a bite to eat," and he'd be like, "Okay, you know." Oh yeah, I, I caught that. You know, when I talked to him in uh, Christos mm-hmm. uh, Gage, as it were, uh, from our Deadpool yes. that we love—not uh, De- Deadpool, Deadshot, Deadshot. Dead Dead, <laughs> um, our Deadshot mini, and uh, of course, Avengers Academy, yeah, and 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 other things. He actually found out there embarrassingly, so I didn't realize he had wrote one of the issues of Avengers Arena I read, 
<laughs> because I don't always look at the spine. I just assume sometimes that the same creators are involved. Right. Which I shouldn't. But um, yeah, they were they were very open to questions, and I actually talked with them for a while, and you know, asked them, you know, kind of what what was what did they found brought out their best work, you know. Was it newer characters that had not been explored? Was it older characters that they knew of? Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I, they both kind of answered the same. Of, it's kind of a mix. They like if they're working with a team, they like having newer characters, and then some that are steeped. They both said that they hate working on characters they don't know about. Right. Well, not hate, but dislike, because they're worried they're going to mess up. And you know, of course, you know, as fans, we catch everything. <laughs> um, so you know, there was that. And the guy you were trying to find, I was trying to find the last name for, Joe Drag Dragunas. What a mm-hmm. crazy last name, but awesome last name. Yeah. Um, he is super awesome. I didn't realize that he was friends with both Jeremy Bastian from Curse Pirate Girl and David Peterson from Mouse Guard, who are two of my very favorite people to talk to at cons, and just I love their work. Yeah, the, um, the Curse Pirate Girl, and we should, um, you know what, I'll put some links uh, in the in the text for this show so people can find these guys in case they're not familiar you picked up pirate girl this show curse pirate girl how'd you how'd you feel about it i am loving it so far i'm going through it very slowly because it is such a phenomenal piece of art you 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 tend you're going to want to go through it slowly a lot of uh it's black and white but it's very very small like one point um inking uh so Lots of detail and lines and things to take in, um, and a good story to boot. So, uh, so I'm I'm very happy you're liking that. That's yeah. cool. It's an it's an awesome read. Uh, what about you? Who were you most impressed with? We might have already caught some of the people, but uh, my very it was crazy because when I met Gail Simone, um, I talked with her husband uh, for a second, uh, which was funny cause he was a Kai and I'm Gail's husband. I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you for supporting your lovely wife that <laughs> brings us such happiness. Right. And he was like, and have you met Ron Mars who was sitting <laughs> right next to them? And I'm like, Ron Mars. <laughs> I was like, you do the Witchblade, the darkness, you know, all that crazy, cool top cow and Angelus. Yeah. And he was so personable and just, he was one of those folks that really felt like you talked to him and he made you feel like you were personal friends right then and there. Hmm. Um, you know, just very openly talk to you about anything, talk you up and down, even if you're not reading his titles, which I, I, I wasn't. Yeah. But he talked to me about that cool book I picked up, Raven, or Ravine. Why oh, I call yeah. it Raven? Ravine. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, amazing book. Probably my favorite thing I took away from the convention that's non-print, you know, for my favorite right. book hmm. that I, you know, I took away some Atomic Robo, which is amazing. I'm not knocking those. And I took away some some uh, Bloodshot from the Valiant Guys, which I love that title as well. But this book, he, he and it pitches it on the back the way he pitched it to me. He didn't, well, he didn't really pitch it. He just talked to me about it a little bit. Yeah. Wasn't trying to be so much a salesman. He was just like... He was like, uh, when I, I mentioned, you know, I'm sorry I'm not reading anything by you. And he was like, well, what are you into? And I think I kind of mentioned, you know, I like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he was like, well, try this. You know, this is very much, uh, if you like Game of Thrones, which I love that show. If you like Lord of the Rings, which who doesn't? Yeah. He was like, try this out. And it did just, this did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. It read like there's so many characters in this, which might turn some people off, but 
the back has an appendice okay. to it. I mean, it has like it talks about all the characters and races and how some of the the powers and magics of this world came to be. Hmm. And this is only the first volume. There's going to be twelve volumes of this, twelve trades. It's a it's a finite finite has an ending right to it and he's only putting it out in trades there's going to be two trades a year for hmm. this and I, i've it's like having novels with the most fantastic artwork you and i mean well yeah, written the guy that's doing the artwork is he must be uh it's like a it's it almost looked like swiss or czech or something yeah it was like st- I can't. Or I'm Icelandic gonna murder this even. name. It's like yeah. Step, Stepan Sejic, Sejic, mm-hmm. or he. But it is, it blows me away. It's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, it is the total package, and I, and I can't gush enough about how. I mean, I saw guys that were bringing their entire darkness collections up there, you know, or, <laughs> and Ron Mars did not care. Yeah. He was he was so friendly about it and just signing away and just talking to people about, you know, how their collections were coming along or this or that. Right. And I, you know, I'd never really thought about the guy who does Darkness and Witchblade to be you know, <laughs> like, it was pretty. It was it was great. Yeah. Well, very good. Uh, you mentioned stuff, some stuff you picked up. I, I also got heavy on the Valiant. I. I wound up picking up the uh, first trade of Exo Manowar, as well as three Harbinger trades. And let me tell you, I've already burned through the first two of those, and it's amazing. Harbinger? Yeah. Nice. It's really good. All their stuff, ah, it's killing me. It's killing me. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> It's a it's a little bit harsh uh, some how good books can be and and to be honest it's like we talked about I think it, we've mentioned this maybe a few times now the big two and the the some of the decisions they're making in these meetings I think they should t- stop having meetings yeah because the decisions that are coming out of some of these meetings um the 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 little guys really moving in there yeah and uh, it's it's taken more of more more and more of my business over the top of theirs. Oh, yeah. So it's an interesting world, at least for me. I'd love to find out. I mean, I don't think the numbers will ever show it because the mainstream's always going to be the mainstream. Right. The characters are too iconic at this yeah. point. You know, they're they're cemented. They're out there. People that just wander into the shop, they're not even giving these independents a look. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's a shame because the guys that really – you know, have lived this world for how long or, you mm-hmm. know, for a little time really, I think are starting to know that you find your good stories for the guys who are really out there having to try. They're not having meetings about yeah. meetings. They're just having their imagination hit the paper. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. And the, the, the smaller companies or the independent companies, will always have that advantage of, of more freedom for these artists. And, and a lot of them crave that. I mean, heck, DC and Marvel is a paycheck. It's notoriety. And a lot of that stuff comes off as really great. But you see more and more when, when they're kind of bogged down in that, um, how they can feel kind of imprisoned and unable to do things they want to do. And that drives them over to Image, drives them over to Valiant, Dark Horse, Dynamite, and we're seeing more and more of that, and I think it's a good thing. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's gonna. You, you would hope, but you know, it's. I think it's maybe a little naive for me to hope this, that it would uh, kick some sand in the eyes of, <laughs> or not the sand. Not, I don't want to put that. I would say throws a like a cold bucket of water yeah. on the other two to wake them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. anyways, anyways, a lot of cool cosplayers. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? The Labyrinth one was the coolest one you thought you saw? Yeah, someone was dressed like David Boy from Labyrinth, and it was crazy. That was cool. We had a little uh, a little kid dressed as a Lego Deadpool, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, you know, and there's been a lot of Deadpool at cons, but that one was awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was original. There was a lot of Deadpools there. I think that was the most we saw of any one character. Yeah, I saw a shredder that was really good. He was sitting down eating French fries, which so I was like, "Did you shred those yourself?" I was thinking, <laughs> I didn't say it, but it was really. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was comical. I was like, uh. "So, saw some Aquabats. Gotta love those guys." Oh yeah, yeah. There wasn't. Oh, excuse me. There wasn't uh, too many. Well, actually, there was a decent amount of manga stuff there. I was gonna say stuff that like I wasn't. I didn't completely recognize, but thought, oh, that must be manga or something. Oh, yeah. It, it seemed to have, like, mm. a big anime, uh, <laughs> like, scene going on there, which mm-hmm. I think it was, like, a lot of the younger, maybe, tweens hitting that. Yeah. Man, anime racks it up on the tweens. And I think <laughs> it's because comics lose them around that time. Yeah. Like, it's such a – when I was working at B&D, that was such a hard audience to, to, uh, to speak to at times. Mm-hmm. And I find that the anime really hits that area. Yeah. It always has, if I think really hard about it, because I was into it in that area. Um, there was st- a point. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say there was a lot of Star Wars there, as as you would expect. Oh, I love it. Some that, good ones. That, and that was, uh, you know, the artist that I actually bought my Yoda print from, Doug Cowan. Mm-hmm. He he did an excellent uh, he excellent Star Wars trade uh, trade prints art. Uh, original stuff that you know a lot of it maybe started as a tops trading card because he did a bunch for them but wow he had some chops on him mm-hmm. so you know yeah. one thing i did at this at this con that i was actually happy about was i didn't pick up any single issues and, and i didn't really look but i'm kind of getting away from that and but i got a lot of great deal on trades so i liked this year that i came away with a nice stack of trades i mean I've got maybe a dozen trades and and paid like half off on everything, you know. And I I picked up a few that were you know giving me deals, and I and I did enjoy having uh, those deals. By the way, and I think the only one that I paid full on was Ron Mars's trade, but right. I felt like at fifteen dollars, right? I that was a steal. As much as in is in that book, if I have to let you look at it, okay. Well, I, it's got like a little. It's almost. It's like a little novelization story in the back of it. After the book's done, it's it's got art that goes with that. It's ridiculous. The yeah, Valiant Valiant had a thing going on. It was buy two get one free, basically. So that's um, how I picked up my uh, bloodshots. Yeah, Chris yeah. and you picked up the bloodshots. I got stuck up on Harbinger. Um, I kind of wish I'd have picked up more there, but you know. Budget being what it is, you can't pick up all of it. So that, and I don't know about you, but my <laughs> as as crazy as I went, I was starting to feel like Sam Wise Gamgee <laughs> going over the mountain with his backpack full of stuff because <laughs> I don't know. I 
just was like, well, I probably should not be spending this much, and I shouldn't be carrying this much. <laughs> so it was it was all amazing. I I will definitely I go next year if they have the same uh, caliber of people. So I I mean. I might go, but I might have to leave like any kind of uh, money that isn't for a room or food here. We'll just strap you with a budget, and I'll carry your money for you. Yeah. And you can ask me for money. Uh, I'm just not that good a dancer anymore. I can't make up for it anymore. So that's terrible. I'm going to have to pick up a second job. You, should, you go back to working at the comic shop on the weekends. Well, they, they've got a crew there now. I'm just Yeah, yeah I there, there used to be me and the ladies, uh, you know, the two Terrys, but now it's like a, a solid crew that she can count on, and I think it allows her to have more time off, uh, maybe when she needs it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just talking here. but I'll tell you, you know. I think she should get in contact with uh, with Valiant. You, you remember the uh, marketing guy there was seemed really savvy, and he was like, hey, you know, anything we can do to – you know, to get ourselves more at the front of the store, you know, or whatever we have to do. He seemed like you could just call him directly, and he'd, and he'd be uh, perceptive. Yeah, and I meant to uh, drop his, his card off. That guy, the sales guy for Valiant, was super awesome, nice. Yeah. And um, I meant to drop his card off with, uh, with B&D when I, when I went by. Right. But uh, getting off the Smartway bus as I commute to another city for my job, I sometimes I'm a little shell shocked when I walk in. I'm, <laughs> I've just literally just almost, you know, a couple minutes ago woken up. Yeah. From I usually conk out on the bus, but <laughs> so it slipped my mind. But you know, I definitely need to, to uh, hopefully she can open up that support, and we can get more people buying Valiant here in the Valley. I I'd be curious to see to know how much of that she's selling. She has uh, a good amount there, and I and I've been to some other shops that just won't even carry it won't even consider it um for whatever reason but i talked to her a little bit about it uh, because we've been so into it and i don't think it's doing real like hot and heavy there i think right. there's like a few people that are getting it on their pull list and not very much of it's hitting the wall because she only you know has stuff on the wall that you know she knows she's going to move to right. you know not just the subscribers hmm. however she seemed to think um yeah, she and James, who's behind the counter, seemed to think that it was because of their advertising, right. that they hadn't really advertised enough, or maybe uh, you know advertised how maybe they they could optimize for that. I'm not sure, hmm. but um, you know that's something maybe we can help with. Spread the word as much yeah. as we can. So, yeah, I think they'd be open to that. I'll never forget um, the this the CEO that morning. He he must have had the guys out, you know, partying pretty late. He brought in a big old box of donuts <clears throat> for the guys. He was like, oh, I brought donuts. And they're like, oh, thank you. And I I said, hey, can I go work for you? Because <laughs> I like donuts. And he was like, oh, you want one? And I, was, I wasn't about to take these guys' donuts, but it was nice of him to offer. And he was <laughs> He should have just was been serious. like, yeah, here I go. <laughs> I'll take four. <laughs> Get you some duff to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> it's totally not you. I'm I want to get a job there. I want to work Homer at Valiant. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow work for Valiant, and and we'll and we'll go there and work together. I you I would move be to New a York? good gopher. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, go I for those donuts. donuts. Go for those coffees. That's no small task in New York City, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'd probably get murdered my first day. <laughs> it's cool. It's all right. Uh, well, <laughs> I need need to dress like Casey Jones and do it right. <laughs> there you go. That'd be awesome. Well, so, we are, do do, I, do we ahead. have time for me to mention a comic at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and mention that. I was I was gonna close okay. up, but we have a couple um, minutes. So go ahead. We are here in Roanoke, uh, privileged enough to have an awesome artist uh, known as Matt Roberts. Yes. I call him Mr. Roberts, who is local to our valley, and uh, he just had a comic launch under uh, Robert Kirkman's Skybound imprint under the Image Publishing guys um, (laughs) called Manifest Destiny and uh, it is fantastic Uh, his writer Chris Dingus does a great job on all of the dialogue Uh, Owen if I'm probably going to kill this name too Genie or Guinea maybe Mm -hmm. um, does the colors and holy cow he really makes uh i didn't you know looking at matt's art in the past i'm like man that can't get any better and it would be a sh- and it, he's i think he was a little bit worried about maybe colors at a point but this guy works really well with him the colors pop they don't um they don't wash out his awesome inks or anything I, it's it's a great book uh maybe after you've read it we'll talk a little more about it on the show but i just want to mention that that is out okay and if people are on the sideline or maybe looking for something new to get into on the indie scene or just in the comic scene in general, you know, let's not just create that bout with that border. Right. Um, if you like monsters, that's I'll say if you like monsters and if you like um, fictionalized history, like taking actual history and then maybe saying, well, maybe it didn't happen that way. That's not exactly how it happened. It's all about Lewis and Clark, right? And instead of find, you know, instead of the trip you've read about in the history books, we get to read about the real trip here in Manifest Destiny, <laughs> <laughs> where they don't just run up against, you know, animals and maybe some natives, right? So cool. I uh, really, really am am happy for him. He's a super awesome guy. Uh, he's, he's very approachable. I, you know, for someone that has his talent, it it gives me a little more faith in in the comic world because I've met some really talented folks that haven't been approachable. Well, I'm going to um, pick up my own copy because I want to support. So, and that came out on November 13th. So, yes, hope, it came out this week. I actually ran off of the shop. bus. You ran off of the bus, like I, I ran off the bus to make the shop. The bu- the shop closes at seven on Wednesdays. Mm. My bus gets to the stop at 6:45. Wow! So I ran all the way to my car in the parking garage <laughs> and sped to B and D. I think I made it with a you know five minutes or so to spare because I had to to see. I, he had shown me uh, a couple of sneak peeks here and there. Nothing mm-hmm. that's you know gonna break contracts or anything. Right. Um. But I was like, wow. You know, it just seemed like everything. Every time he'd show me something new, it was like wow, it's getting better and better, and you're, impro- you're improving on something I already thought was miraculous. And hmm. um, You can tell that he has a true passion for it. I think everybody that's working on this book seems to have a true passion for this this medium, and I think we're in for a, a great ride. I really cool. do. 
Well, let's let me get a hold of this and we'll maybe discuss it next show, and then uh, certainly we can uh, get Mr. Roberts on the show to talk with us. I would I would hope so. I think he he seemed pretty okay with that. I'd asked him um, once, and I don't want to hold him to that because I mean it wasn't like we shook on it, but right. I'll uh you know I'll mention to him again, and maybe we can get him on here to talk about you know what it's like breaking into the business. Um, okay. You know, he did some work on Battle Pope, and I, he's done some Walking Dead work as well. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's not like he's brand new to it at all. Yeah. But as far as, I think, being in on the ground floor of a title being pushed out and having yeah. this much creative input, perhaps. Yep. Cool. All right, go check it out. You can go to imagecomics.com, look up Manifest Destiny, and check it out yourselves. And... We want to mention B&D Comics, bandcomics.com, our local comic book shop. Hello to them out there. Go support your local comic book shop, or if you happen to be in the Roanoke, Virginia area, go visit B&D Comics. Maybe you'll see us there. It'll make your life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, not meeting us. <laughs> that sounded bad. No, like going to B&D, not you know, meeting okay. Matt, maybe. Not meeting <laughs> you. Yeah, it's amazing. Also, thank you to StashMyComics.com. They support us. They get the word out about us. They put our podcast on their site. Uh, you can also find us in iTunes. Just look up Ape for Comics and Ape the Number Four Comics. That is. Also, go to ApeForComics.com. That'll get you right to our Facebook page. You can interact with us there as well. If you'd like to send us an email and talk about anything in particular, comic book related. Go to info at apeforcomics.com. Rather, email me there, and I will respond. And you could talk to me on Facebook all day. I'm still yeah. waiting for people to just like, hey, Neil. You can look <laughs> me up under Neil Rickman. Right. Check us our, check our page out, Ape for Comics on Facebook. Yep. Just tell us if we're being too negative, yeah. <laughs> being too positive, if we're not just right. Yeah, we have to have a, a, a good balance. Well, that's all I got. You good? Yes, sir. We will see you guys next time. All right. See you next time with episode 23. Bye-bye. <laughs>